0: Let's see. Chechnya. hmm. I do not see a Czechoslovakia. Is that
1: how you pronounce
0: it? I, I over enunciated.
1: <laughs> the Czechoslovakia. <laughs> I'm sure that's not how you actually say it. But... You want to know my European fun fact? What? You want to know what the main export of Liechtenstein is? Postage stamps. That's kind
0: of sad. That they only send mail out? Oh no, they produce it. Got it. Well! <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, the joke.
1: The, well, I don't know if it's a joke, but
0: there is big as a post stamp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: I just <laughs> Anyway, welcome to Geography Hour. <laughs> Hello! Oh we're starting? Yeah. <laughs> Sup, my dudes! <laughs> I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And this is not the Geography Hour. It's, this podcast doesn't exist. <laughs> which is confusing, because this podcast does exist, but the Geography Hour is a podcast that doesn't exist. But we do! You can find us online at our <laughs> website, which is exist dot com dot com yeah i love that you added the
0: www also i had to like www i had to sit with the way that you phrased the geography hour not being a podcast i had to sit with it for a second to realize what you meant because i was like wait there's a podcast named the geography hour (laughs) I didn't realize, I should probably start listening to that, since I think that Albania and Czechoslovakia are, like, right next to each other, even though Czechoslovakia doesn't exist anymore, maybe?
1: I don't know. What did we say the one time that made Andy, like, roll his eyes at us on the treadmill? Like, something about going around the back of the map. (laughs) Like, Alaska's
0: close (laughs) to Australia. Australia! (laughs) He was like, there's an entire ocean.
1: (laughs) I mean, but yeah, it's closer than, like... (laughs) <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome. We're best friends. We have a podcast. It's this one. We talk about mysteries, not geography. Sometimes geography gets involved, um, but it's a fun time. Th-
0: welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We haven't seen each other in like almost a month. That right? is that
1: is an over exaggeration.
0: Is it? Like half a month. So like two weeks. Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay, it feels like age.
1: You brought me you brought me home from Williamsburg and then you came over that Monday before Christmas. Oh yes. And then you left. Well I left and then you left. That's right. And now right. we're here. That's right. Okay.
0: So yes, like two ish weeks. Yeah,
1: but uh you're welcome in advance for whatever tidbits of our conversation on mic before we started started end up in this podcast i have no control i'm a little afraid but you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome
0: i promise not to put anything glaringly embarrassing on there i'll just keep it for myself and pull it out as a ringtone once in a while <laughs> the file
1: <laughs> but i can never break up with emma
0: <laughs> she'll drop the file
1: like black widow she'll just send it all to the to the web <laughs> Anyway, speaking of the web, Emma, what can they find on our website?
0: They can find our uh, podcast episodes. There's a whole section on uh, our website where you can find those if that's where you'd prefer to listen. But you can also find links to all of the other places to listen to us. You can find a button that will take you immediately to your email where you can send us an email about absolutely anything that you want. If you've got ghost stories, Christian, if you've got ghost stories, if you've got any kinds of conspiracy theories that you, like, either really believe in or like really enjoy and may not believe in if you're like me or if you basically any like you could use it as therapy and we'd love to know your drama like go ahead give us spill the
1: tea spill
0: all the tea and then you can go and like and review and subscribe to all of our socials they're all on there um we are on facebook we are on twitter Sorry that we're kind of dead on Twitter. That's totally my fault. We're on TikTok. I was kind of dead on TikTok. Not my fault. <laughs> we're on Instagram. We're very alive there. Yes. If you go one place. Please go to Instagram. Instagram. It's where we're going to post all of the pictures. It's where we're going to talk to you through our stories. Um... It's where you can find us. You can check out our top nine from
1: 2021. Happy full year of podcasting, Emma. Like calendar year. Thank
0: you. Happy full year to you, ma'am. Thanks. You're welcome. Also, I don't know if this episode, you're going to have to talk with authority on this. If you would like to play bingo while you listen, you can also find that on our website. Um, but there's also a link in our bio and Instagram that you can click through um, to find a bingo card. Where While you listen, take a little break. You know, start the year off right. A little bit of meditation with our voices. I know it's really hard. I don't um, know how soothing it is. We're probably not all that soothing, but we're definitely entertaining. We know that about ourselves. But you can play bingo while you listen to us and take a little break from the rest of the world. Which is... You need that. Everyone needs that. Go ahead. We give you full permission. Will they be potentially able to win a bingo today, Shannon, do you think?
1: I think if the stars align and they get enough of the, like, host is unsure of pronunciation... One of us tells a story from childhood, like the tangent base uh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely at least one, like, callback to a previous
0: episode. Oh, all right, so get ready with that marker. But we'll see. All right.
1: We'll see. All right. I'm hey,
0: in. Cool. Should I play? I'm going to play bingo. Oh,
1: oh, she's she's opening the phone, you guys. I'm going to
0: play bingo if my phone stays alive. I'm going to play bingo. Oh, ruh row. Well, my phone is still open to the map of Albania. (laughs) (laughs) Of Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Please let me know if Czechoslovakia still exists.
1: (laughs) Andy.
0: Andy. He'll let you know. He will. All right. He's very attentive.
1: All right. So today, Emma. Today is in the air date. So not actually today, but when people are listening to this. Oh. January 7th. Oh? Let me tell you something. Okay. Because you know I've been getting into like the spiritual stuff, crystals yes, and have. whatever.
0: You're my favorite pansexual witch. Ding. Bisexual, actually.
1: Oh. We've we've updated the software,
0: the more you know. I mean, now my biwife energy makes more sense. <laughs> more correct. There you go. Yeah. So January 7th, today, as you listen
1: to this. Okay. It is a waxing. Why did I say it like that? (laughs) A
0: waxing. Waxing An awesome waxing.
1: It's a waxing crescent moon. Ooh, that's going to be pretty. And just to let you know what that represents. It represents the first step of major change.
0: Ooh. So to
1: be that person for a second. Everybody just close your eyes unless you're driving or doing something else dangerous. Just think about something that you want in your life. I don't know. I'm not a resolution person, but... If you're into that, just something that you would like to happen, and just, just think about that, and that energy can help. But so today, Emma, mm. today... Sorry, I'm, I'm still
0: manifesting. Oh, okay. No, 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 no that's okay. Continue. Oh, I wasn't I, I wasn't need, aware that we were continuing. I need,
1: like, a gong.
0: Yeah, you do. Ding. Ooh, or one of those, like, meditation bowls. I don't like those. Oh, the really? sound of metal scraping against metal is not... That's fair. I We had one that was a wood uh, mallet with a bronze bowl, and it was a very mm. nice sound. It was yeah. very... Mom probably still has it somewhere. Metal on metal is not my jam. The All right, mast. so we've
1: manifested. We love that. So now today, Emma. Yes. That that moon it represents the first step of major change. Yes, yes. Well, I'm here to change your mind about something major. Uh-oh. The moon landing. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited! I love that for you. Uh, I almost, I really wanted to open the podcast singing Frank Sinatra, like, fly, fly me to, to the moon. moon. But I was like, well, that's going to give it away.
0: No, <laughs> I <it> wouldn't open <have, laughs> <but> Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, I mean,
0: it's the fact that you were talking about moon.
1: I mean, I always have I feel like my like lead up is always like pretty long. It would have been longer because I would have been like, "What did you do for Christmas?" I went to New Jersey. You know what New Jersey people love?
0: <laughs> Frank, Frank Sinatra.
1: Sinatra. I did get a record, a Frank Sinatra record while I was there. But anyway, <clears throat> back to business. Yes, ma'am. History would have you believe that as a part of NASA's Apollo 11 mission United States astronauts Neil Armstrong and Edwin Buzz Aldrin piloted a lunar module dubbed Eagle on July 20th, 1969, landing on the surface of the moon. History would have you believe that! Just six hours and 39 minutes later, Armstrong became the first human being to set foot on the lunar surface on July 21st, 1969. History would have you believe that Armstrong's voice broadcasted live from the moon, describing the event as, quote, One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. History would have you believe that! (laughs) Aldrin joined him 19 minutes later. History would have you believe that. The two men spent about two and a quarter hours together outside the spacecraft and collected 47.5 pounds, or 21.5 kilograms, of lunar material to bring back to Earth. History would have you believe that! They spent 21 hours, 36 minutes on the lunar surface, at a site they had named Tranquility Base upon landing, before lifting off to rejoin the command module Columbia in lunar orbit. History- (laughs) I can't look at you. History would have you believe that! The astronauts returned to Earth and splashed down in the Pacific Ocean on July 24th after more than eight days in space. (laughs) Lucky for you! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm going to share the real truth of what clearly actually happened. Yes, that was. A, I feel. I feel the need to clap. Thank you. I really tried to bring some crazy eyes to that. Whole you really did. Situation. I can't. The back of my head hurts now because of laughing so hard. You should see a doctor about that. It's always been that way. Oh. All right.
0: <laughs> that doesn't well, mean I shouldn't see a doctor about yeah. it,
1: but. So, the earliest evidence of belief in a moon landing hoax comes to us as early as 1976 via a self published book by Bill Casing, a former U.S. Navy officer with a Bachelor of Arts in English.
0: Hey, buddy!
1: The book is titled. We never went to the moon, colon, America's $30 billion swindle. I mean, basically, he gave us the... By Doja Cat. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I just love how sassy this Wikipedia phrase, this paragraph is. So, here we go. <clears throat> Despite having no knowledge of rockets or technical writing, Casing was hired as a senior technical writer in 1956, by Rocketdyne, the company that built the F-1 engines used on the Saturn V rocket. He served as head of the technical publications unit at the company's propulsion field laboratory until 1963. The many allegations in Casings' book effectively began the discussion of the moon landings being faked. The book claims that the chance of a successful crewed landing on the moon was calculated to be 0.0017%, and that despite close monitoring by the USSR, it would have been easier for NASA to fake the moon landings than to really go there. He spent the rest of his life... That's the end of the quote. He spent the rest of his life appearing on talk shows, likely for modest sums of money, and went on to write and self-publish, I must emphasize self-publish, other books... Called How to Eat Well for a Dollar a Day. Oh, oh, he's branching out in genre. I appreciate that. Uh, And uh, the father of the moon landing hoax did pass away in 2005. Aw, buddy. that's, That's where it started. The Guardian jokes that James Bond has to take a small share of the blame for the moon landing hoax. In the 1971 film Diamonds Are Forever, Sean Connery busts into a NASA facility by way of a Las Vegas casino. A chase ensues across a film set dressed up to look like the moon, complete with earthbound astronauts. But in this case, it's more like a visual joke. A way of justifying a moon buggy chase across the Nevada desert. <laughs> but, you know... This was two years after the moon landing. So they, the filmmakers were like, oh, we're having fun. But other people are like... That's
0: where they filmed it.
1: Yeah. Well, the 1978 Hollywood film Capricorn One did much to popularize moon landing conspiracy theories. It's based on Casings' book, and it imagined that a Mars landing was faked in a film studio, tapping into conspiracy rumors that the moon landings themselves had been directed by Stanley Kubrick. Also, the trailer for Capricorn One is in the show notes, and I need to watch it. It's apparently it's free to watch on
0: YouTube. So the movie, not the trailer. Both. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. And one of the one of the astronauts in the movie is played by OJ Simpson. So there you go.
0: But it looks uh, very, unexpected. Celebrity very, mention. <laughs>
1: very dramatic. And. Very fun. In 1980, the Flat Earth Society Hey
0: buddies
1: accused NASA of faking the landings, arguing that they were staged by Hollywood with Walt Disney sponsorship based on a film by C Arthur C. Clark and directed by Stanley Kubrick. They really like that Stanley Kubrick's a part of this. We'll get back to him. Okay. All right, so next up, why fake it? That's a great question. Why? We've got three primary factors going on. Number one, the most significant, the space race. Yeah. At this point in post-World War II history, the U.S. and the Soviet Union were locked in constant competition throughout the Cold War. Conspiracists claim that NASA faked the moon landing in order to gain back some of the lost pride that came from being beaten by the USSR twice so far in the space race. The first being Sputnik 1, which was the first artificial satellite to enter orbit in 1957, and the second, Yuri Gagarin became the first person in space in 1961. So the USSR had won twice already. They were rushing it. You done. You done. Landing a craft on the moon would not only be a show of technological superiority, but also a matter of great national pride. So much that President John F. Kennedy stated this goal during a speech all the way back in 1962, claiming that the U.S. would succeed by the end of the decade. Conspiracists point to this stated goal date as suspicious as well, implying that a fake landing would be necessary to accomplish such a monumental task before this arbitrary and public deadline because you know halfway through 1969 you're cutting it pretty close
0: yeah end of the
1: decade conspiracist bart Cybrel, Sibrell, you can decide Incorrectly asserted that quote, the Soviets did not have the capability to track deep spacecraft until late in 1972, immediately after which the last three Apollo missions were abruptly canceled. Whoa. Basically being like, oh, once the USSR could actually track things through space, we couldn't fake sending craft into space anymore.
0: Ooh, that I like. However, there was nothing
1: abrupt about the Apollo cancellations, which were made for cost-cutting reasons. These were announced in January and September of 1970, two full years before the late 1972 claimed by Sabrell. Another little chunk from Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Quote, Hoax theory debunker Phil Platt Hmm. says in his 2002 book, Bad Astronomy, that the Soviets, with their own competing moon program, an extensive intelligence network, and a formidable scientific community able to analyze NASA data, would have cried foul if the United States tried to fake a moon landing, especially since their own program had failed, proving a hoax would have been a huge propaganda win for the Soviets.
0: I mean that's fair, and there was a lot of espionage stuff happening with yeah. the USSR and America. That I mean, Cold War stuff happening. So, yeah. Like,
1: haven't you watched The Americans? I haven't. But I haven't either. It's very good.
0: But like, it, it would make sense to me that there would at least be one mole exactly. somewhere. And I mean, they were tapping phone lines. Like, it. They it would feels... have loved to prove exactly that we were. It feels it. impossible that if they knew that it was faked that they wouldn't say something. Like, it it, it feels impossible that they wouldn't say something. Yeah.
1: So that's the main thing. The space race, the Cold War. Second, we have the prestige of NASA. NASA! NASA. As an institution. Conspiracy theorists claim that NASA faked the landings to avoid humiliation and to ensure that it continued to get funding. NASA raised about $30 billion dollars. U.S. obviously to go to the moon, and Casing claimed in his book that this could have been used to pay off many people. According to NASA's 1973 presentation to Congress, the cost of Apollo only totaled 25.4 billion dollars. Oh, just so you know.
0: So we got a little, a little bit of
1: change rolling around, I guess. And then we have some more info. From our mother source. Mother source. The claw. The claw. Mary Bennett and David Percy claimed in the 2001 book, Dark Moon Apollo and the Whistleblowers, that with all the known and unknown hazards, NASA would not risk broadcasting an astronaut getting sick or dying on live television. Which I'm like, oof, bad form, Mary and David. <laughs> Because two thousand one, <laughs> and then wasn't
0: it two thousand three that the space shuttle like exploded? Well, like there was one in nineteen eighty four, like yeah, when the Challenger blew up. Yeah. So like,
1: at least we were not watching it live in classrooms.
0: Oh my gosh! Like they were in two thousand three. Oh my gosh. I do
1: remember our parents being like, "Should we do our space unit or is it like too scary?" But we ended up doing it to like honor the astronauts. Mm-hmm. Third grade baby. Also, millennial brain that I'm like, 2001, that was like 10 years ago. And I'm like, st- literally, literally 20, 20 well, years ago. Now, 21. Oh, wow. Barely. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. was so close. The counter argument generally given is that NASA in fact did incur a great deal of public humiliation and potential political opposition to the program by losing an entire crew in the Apollo 1 fire during a Brown test, leading to its upper management team being questioned by Senate and House of Representatives space oversight committees. There was in fact no video broadcast during either the landing or takeoff because of technological limitations, not because of anything... Nefarious. Suspicious. So that's number two. Okay. That they were like, we gotta prove that we are worth having in the budget, so we gotta fake a moon landing, so we'll keep getting billions of dollars. And last but not least, we have the Vietnam War. Oi. In 2009... The American Patriot Friends Network, barf, claimed that the landings helped the United States government distract public attention from the unpopular Vietnam War, and so crude landings suddenly ended about the same time that the U.S. ended its involvement in Vietnam.
0: Yowch. Yowchy! But basically the political equivalent of, look over there! Yeah don't like that one you know who would potentially know things about that is uh pampa
1: hmm.
0: cuz he was you know in vietnam but also like pretty high up in the ranks so maybe he knows some things he wouldn't he wouldn't tell us what am i saying <laughs> colonel on, t, pampa colonel t would not
1: would Come not on tell on. us anything in reality the war was actually one of It was one of several federal budget items against which NASA had to compete. Ah. Um, NASA's budget peaked in 1966 and fell by 42% by 1972. Whoa. So even after putting people on the moon, the budget fell because they were funding a war. Yeah. Which we don't have to get into right now. Nope. The ba-de-ba-ba. This is the reason the final flights were cut, along with plans for even more ambitious follow-up programs, such as a permanent space station and crewed flight to Mars. Which I think is pretty cool that we were thinking about trying to get to Mars all the way back in 1960, 1970.
0: Well, and having what is now the International Space Station. Yeah. Like, they were thinking that far. Like, that's actually really sweet that they were thinking... That dream started then and then we were able, once we had the technology to make it reality and they're like, they know while they're doing all of this, this is our, these are our goals. And we we're halfway there, guys. Mars is a, is actually a achievable thing, weirdly. Whoa, we're halfway
1: there. Ah. Yeah. Just really had to be the full Jersey situation. Alright, but now, for what you really want to know, Emma, yeah. the primary proof of fakery.
0: Yes! Ooh, I hiccuped while well, I said yes. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh,
1: but first, a general lol. Like, lol. Oh, lol. Oh, <laughs> lol. Quote, The 60s was a decade where technology was only just figuring out how to develop a computer mouse. So it's not surprising that many people question the authenticity of the moon landing. I
0: mean, it's totally fair.
1: I will say most of the sources are reputable sources disproving common conspiracies about the moon landing. But there's at least one that I'm like, I think you believe this? (laughs) And like the YouTube video, I think is supposed to be satire. But he's real good because I'm not too sure. And when you read the comments section, who buddy? Okay. But number one. The flag appears to be flapping in the wind.
0: Yes. But Emma,
1: guess what there is not in space? Mean. Wind. It's a vacuum. So clearly <gasps> this proves that the moon landing is filmed in like a studio on
0: Earth. So with when the either with wind. Or, like, a fan was blowing the flag. Or, like, someone opened a door when they weren't supposed to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or they just didn't know that it was a vacuum. I mean, I I don't know what scientists actually knew at that point about the moon.
1: Well, actually, Emma, being scientists of space, NASA engineers created special flags specifically for the Apollo missions. Because if they put a normal American flag on the moon, it would just kind of, like, hang there, like... A windsock when there's no wind, it would just like flop. Not very majestic. A so, windsock? Yeah, like at an airfield.
0: Oh, I didn't know that's what they were called. I think I know what you're talking. It's like a little cylinder, not cylinder. It's like, like a little, little tube. tube, like yeah. a little, little dunce hat in like a yeah a Quidditch
1: clearly <laughs> goal. <laughs> you, clearly, you never played Richard Scarry's Dizzy Town computer game, circa 2002. I know PC. that name.
0: Yeah, I know that name, but I don't. I don't like have a memory cute, of it. They're like
1: cute little cartoon characters. There's one where it's like an apple, and this very tall, skinny guy comes out. He has a little hat on. Look it up when you it. yeah. I'll,
0: I was gonna say I'll have to look at what this what is it not the like. Richard
1: Scary Hour podcast. <laughs> He's not scary at all, though. Excuse me.
0: Well, it's like Edward Gorey, which is the guy, the illustrator that Dad loves. That freaking puzzle. Yes, th- exactly. That puzzle. And all of his so people look like Tim Burton characters, but he's, like, from the 40s. Um. Shout
1: out to our favorite Tim Burton character, the Crypt King. Hello, Crypt King. How's it going? How's it
0: hanging, buddy? How's... Happy New Year. Happy New all Year. All right, speaking
1: of hanging places, so the oh. flags, Emma, the flag... Oh, just got it. It was just down. hanging out. But so the NASA engineers... Being scientists of space and knowing it was a vacuum, I assume, they had horizontal rods put inside them to make them stick out from the flagpole, but the Apollo 11 astronauts had trouble extending the rod all the way, the flagpole, and in still pictures, this creates a ripple effect where it looks like the flag is waving in the wind.
0: Oh, I can see that. But-
1: the flag itself was rippled because it was folded during storage. Okay. And you can't, like, shake it out
0: yeah, on with, the moon. With no,
1: with no gravity, <laughs> Um. really. Yeah. And so, like, the ripples give an impression that it's moving. And then also, in video, you can see that it only moves when they're trying to like screw the pole into the ground. Like it's basically just going back and forth. So that's
0: number one. Number two, Emma. But like I love that you've turned into a surfer dude when you're talking about space conspiracy, man. It's as if we're sitting ar- sitting at a, at like in that '70s show. You know when they like all go downstairs and smoke, and like the camera turns from person to person in the middle of the table. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the car runs on water, man.
1: It runs her on water. Your s- sister was a, a witch, witch, bro. bro. We should put TikTok reference on the new bingo card. Okay, but <clears throat> <laughs> but like Emma, history would have you believe that uh. history would have you believe. But like, where are the stars? Oh, if you land on the moon, surely you will see stars in the sky. So where are they? <laughs> in the files. <laughs> I don't know. Where
0: are they in the photos? We can
1: never do. Chad. Never do improv together. We have done improv together. No, but no, we. (laughs) But you were a child. Yeah, I just screamed and ignored everyone else. (laughs) Key objective. All right. (laughs) The simple answer. Exposure. And here is a quotation from history, as in the History Channel. Oh, quote. All of the exposures of the astronauts on the moon are daylight exposures. The surface was brightly illuminated from the sun. And the astronauts were wearing bright white spacesuits that are highly reflective. The exposure on the astronauts' cameras was too short to capture the spacesuits and the moon's surface while also capturing the comparatively dimmer stars. The same thing happens if you go onto someone's back porch at night and turn on the lights. Even though you can see the stars from where you're standing, a quick exposure camera won't be able to capture them.
0: Hmm. I feel like my mother would know exactly, like, the mechanisms, like, photo-wise, why that works. And there's a piece of me that's like, Mmm, but, um... We could take photos of it, but we have iPhones. Like we have, we have like phone cameras, like smartphone cameras, and the kinds of cameras that they were using needed like film and flashbulbs and, and stuff focusing. like that. No, because they're on the freaking moon. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we just gotta get these pictures, you guys. Well, and they're like,
1: because there's cameras on the the module.
0: Yeah. He and doesn't they're... have. He doesn't have a little like. You can't tap the screen yeah. to
1: focus. <laughs> But, like, what about the crosshairs, Emma? You don't even know what I'm talking about. There are these crosshairs on the pictures. Wait,
0: like, wait dude, is that, like, the, the crosshairs that you got cut last year? Bro? Man? Dude? <laughs> no
1: and. <laughs> <impressive>? <laughs> no and. So, in some of the photos... The crosshairs of the camera lens appear to be behind the objects. Oh. The cameras were fitted with a Rochelle, don't know, it's French, plate, which is a clear glass plate with a reticle etched on it, making it impossible for any photographed object to appear in front of the grid. Okay. Because, like if you're okay you're imagine you're inside a camera this is very acting class you're inside a camera
0: all right you're claustrophobic. down the Great. barrel of the lens
1: all right we're the in The glass tunnel. lens is there it has the crosshairs like etched into it
0: and i can't get out okay
1: yeah but like so that cross is going to be at the front, front. yeah of every single photo you take but they're like no because conspiracists use evidence of these photos where it appears to be behind the cross Whatever appear behind objects things yeah. to suggest that objects were pasted over the photographs.
0: We got Photoshop in 1969. I have scissors. Oh.
1: I guess. I guess. It, that I is don't know.
0: EOG Photoshop. Photoshop. <laughs>
1: uh, cut and paste. <gasps> Floppy disc. Ding. Ding. Um, this effect of things appearing pasted over top only appears in copied and scanned photographs, not any of the originals. Mm. It is caused by overexposure. The bright white oh. areas of the emulsion bleed, quote unquote, over the thin black crosshairs.
0: I mean, I yeah, that makes sense to me. Because it's not necessarily that you are looking at, if you're looking at an original photo, you're not even, you're not even then looking at the instance itself. Like, yeah. So. And then
1: also in this same sort of category, the conspiracists are like, but all these photos are like really good. And it was 1969. So like, that's not possible because things were trash.
0: But cameras were really good by then.
1: But also realists point out that yeah, NASA's only going to release the really good photos. They're not going to be like, "And here's a thumb." <laughs> also,
0: they're all they're the ones who have the ability to get the really good cameras <laughs> to take pictures in space. I hope 30 billion will get you something. You're
1: right? All right. But Emma, there is no blast crater. On the moon.
0: Like, there's no impact crater. There's no impact crater that I can, like, take my board up, do a wheelie? (laughs) I'm really bad at this banter. I can't, I don't know what skateboarders do.
1: Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Here's a quote from the, I think, believer source. Oh. Enki Enkai Village. It's in the show notes. Okay. Quote. Have you ever seen the photos of the astronauts' footprints embedded in moon dust? The astronauts described this dust as being similar to talcum powder or wet sand. That being the case, why is there no sign of impact where the lunar module landed? You'd think that a rocket ship landing on a large pile of talcum powder would leave some kind of impression in the surface, but according to the moon landing photos, no such evidence exists. In fact, it looks more like the lunar module was just placed in position. This is just yet another blindingly obvious defect in the details of the moon landing hoax. Unquote. (laughs) Yeah, I think definitely those are the believers. <laughs> and these theorists are also quick to point out that there is no visible moon dust on the top of the module's feet. I don't know what the technical term is. I would is, assume so I feet call, is, yeah. I said feet. And then again, Wikipedia. Quote, Wikipedia. No crater should be expected. The 4,500 kilogram slash 10,000 pound thrust descent propulsion system was throttled very far down during the final landing. The lunar module was no longer quickly decelerating, so the descent engine only had to support the lander's own weight, which was lessened by the moon's gravity and by the near exhaustion of the descent propellants. Don't ask me to explain any of that. They went on to explain more of it, and I...
0: But that makes sense Didn't. to me as a person who doesn't know yeah. space science. Like, of
1: like, It was not going like, boom, into the moon. Yeah. It was just kind of
0: like, bloop. And also the fact that moon's own gravity makes things lighter. So, of course, when you go to land, it's not going to be the same amount of impact that it would be on Earth. Yeah. So that makes... I don't know. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but it makes sense to me. You may be real surprised to learn listeners, but we are, in fact, not rocket scientists. Nope, but Shannon is both a lawyer and a surgeon. (laughs) Thank
1: you so much, School of Shonda Rhimes. You're welcome. Pretty soon, I will be a political fixer once I watch Scandal. Oh! I'm not going to... Anyway, there's a lot of drama in that show. Mm. I'm not sleeping with the president. Oh. Nor do I have any plans to.
0: I mean, he is a, what, 78-year-old man? Good
1: for you, Joe. And Jill seems very nice. I would never do that to Jill.
0: No. She's awesome. And also, your bestie would be real disappointed in you, Joe. Yeah. You don't want to disappoint Obama. (laughs) No. (laughs) He'd be so sad. I don't want to talk about you having an affair with Joe Biden. (laughs)
1: Anyway, here we go. But like the shadows, bruh. The shadows are inconsistent. Like in some of the pictures, their shadows are going like one way and then another shadow is going like which means there's multiple light sources and there's only one. The sun. So clearly they were in a studio. A stud?
0: A stud. A stud? With light. A stud, dude. A stud, dude. <laughs> there we go.
1: It took you three tries, but you got there. I got there. You got and you want to know
0: how I got there? By not trying to make up my own crap. <laughs> <laughs> not speaking with authority
1: for once in <laughs> my life. Okay. But as, as Chad mentioned, mm. <laughs> our guest host, Shannon Shannon's Chad. <laughs> Chad. If the moon were real, quote unquote, the mm. sun would be the only source of light. So why are there shadows in different directions? And, so there's that of, like, multiple directions, but also you can see into shadows in certain pictures where the astronauts are backlit by the sun. Oh. You can see the stuff in front of them, which shouldn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Okay. But this is because the moon, the lunar surface, is also reflecting the sun's rays because it can I don't know. It's the moon. Well, that's how we're able to see it. Yeah. It's just reflecting the light of the sun. In an effort to put the uproar of denial to rest, Mythbusters recreated a lunar photo shoot. Photo shoot?
0: A lunar photo shoot. In 2008,
1: after they constructed a moon landing scene to scale and adjusted the topography to mimic that of the moon, they discovered that their sun-like lamp, shining on the uneven surface, did indeed cast non-parallel shadows on the mini-astronaut and imitation moon rocks. So basically, it's not sus. It's it's just reflections and things.
0: It's just the physics of light.
1: Just physics. But speaking of being sus, bruh. bruh. The footprints. What about oh, the footprints, bruh? They're like pretty sus. Like the picture of the footprint on the moon, quote unquote, does not match Neil Armstrong's little booty foot. Ah, uh,
0: wait. Are you foot telling booty. me that Neil Armstrong's booty print doesn't doesn't match his own booty? You started it. <laughs> you started it. I'm talking about a dead man's butt. <laughs> I I know, I know. You're talking about his foot, but my mind. (laughs) (laughs) You like my snort? (laughs) Didn't mean to do that.
1: Some theorists have compared images of the famous moon footprint and the smooth sole and heel of Armstrong's space boot. They claim that the mismatched footprint and boot tread prove that the moon landing was fake. Ooh, this
0: one sounds interesting.
1: When Armstrong and Aldrin stepped out onto the moon's surface, however, they wore lunar overshoes, sometimes called moon boots. Moon boots! Over their pressure boots. The pressure boots had a smooth sole, and the overshoes had a tread. Okay, that makes sense to me. Kathleen Lewis, a space history curator at the Smithsonian's National Air and Space Museum, said that the oversized galoshes and their blue silicon soles were designed to provide astronauts added traction and protection against unfiltered solar radiation. While Armstrong's spacesuit is currently on display in the museum... Their overshoes weren't so lucky. After returning to the lunar module, Armstrong and Aldrin tossed their overshoes and other unnecessary items from the hatch to save weight for lunar samples. But like, Emma, <laughs> there are like identical backgrounds in the pictures. Even though the captions say they were taken miles apart.
0: Miles. Does, wait, dude. Does that mean that the moon is like, not the moon, yeah, dude. It's a set. They had a painted backdrop. Oh my
1: gosh. They were just too dude. lazy to make more than one. Oh
0: my gosh, dude. Yeah. They had so much money too. Yeah, they just didn't. They just got all those good
1: snackies.
0: Oh well, I can appreciate a good snacky. I love a good snacky. Me too. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> I don't know who I. What's my name? <laughs>
1: brad all right there we go. <laughs> we're being the bros from tiktok yep and like brutally here for you bro i love them so much okay <clears throat> i bro appreciate that <sighs> respect respect the backgrounds are not identical
0: just similar okay i can get that i mean you're on the surface of the moon and what kind of background is there except for moon and sky <laughs> like yes Well,
1: and what appear as nearby hills in some photos are actually mountains that are miles away, but here on Earth, the further objects get away from you, the less focused they are, less detailed, Mm -hmm. but on the moon, there's no atmosphere, no haze to obscure faraway things, which makes them appear clearer and nearer. Furthermore, there are very few objects to... In interfere with the distance or to help oh, yeah. you judge. Like here on Earth you can like look at a tree and be like, oh wow, that tree that's far away from me seems really big. So that mountain that's way behind that tree must be like really, really big. Yeah. Even though it looks small kind of situation. Yeah. Conspiracy theorists also claim that even the rocks seen in pictures from Apollo missions demonstrate a sloppiness on NASA's part. As the same exact shape of rock appears multiple times. So they're like, wow, the prop department just made like 10 of this moon rock shape. Leave the, the prop like, department awesome. alone, okay?
0: They are overworked. <laughs> and they have underpaid. too They have too much to do and too much to focus on. If they if they have the ability to make one rock look kind of jagged and a little irregular, they're going to make them all look that way because they don't they don't have no time. Yeah.
1: Speaking of rocks, rocks perhaps. Speaking of rocks,
0: not no. like how you rock, like you rock. I, I, I I, appreci- like, I, I appreciate that, dude, that you, that you see that in me. Yeah. But like the like literal rocks. It's like. Like the ones I put in my tumbler. Yeah. But like bigger on the moon, the Whoa. fake moon. Whoa. Like the rocks that the props department made. Whoa. Yeah. But
1: like this joke makes more sense on paper than it does like saying it. But
0: I, I believe in you, bro. Thanks, bro. What do you see in the photos? Like the letter C? Yeah, bro! Whoa!
1: So, I'm gonna throw it over to this quote from our buddies at Enkai Village.
0: What what? Do bros say what what?
1: (laughs) Emma, when have I ever been... (laughs) Or existed
0: around bros. I don't know, but that fish ornament that you held up at my parents' house really <laughs> sealed that deal.
1: <laughs> I got really, like, for a split second, you texted me that photo, and I was like, what is this? And then I, like, looked at what I was holding, and I was like,
0: oh! When <laughs> we went to Williamsburg to celebrate Christmas with my family the week before Christmas, my mom wanted us to help decorate the tree, and my parents have, a fi- like, a, an ornament of a fish um, of, like, a bass or something. And Shannon held it up and said, Hey, look, I'm every guy on Tinder. <laughs> and Emma was like,
1: Wait, do it again. Take a picture. So now Ultimate that's mom energy.
0: Absolutely. I am your photographer.
1: I mean, you have taken at least three of the photos on my dating profile, so. You're welcome. Shout out to Emma. Oot, oot. Um, okay. I'm right here. Enkai Village. Quote. In yet another example of the technicians on set just being sloppy. Rude. One of the moon landing photos shows a moon rock, which has the perfect letter C printed on it. The perfect symmetry of the letter shows that it is not naturally occurring. Now, it's perfectly credible that a prop used on a film set would be marked with a reference letter. But there is no plausible argument for the sea just being naturally weathered into the surface of the rock. Thanks, Karen.
0: I'm Whoa,
1: sorry, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Sorry, Mom. My mom's name is Karen, you guys,
0: but she's she's dope. She we she's bo- bro She yeah. I was gonna say she's the other Mama K, but she's also like the original Mama K. But like my mom is also the original Mama K. It confusing. gets very confusing. <laughs>
1: So actually this C is in fact a likely a hair or some other mistake made during the processing or the printing of the film as the defect is not seen on the original
0: roll. And isn't film. that common? Like those cuz I I'm, now that I now that you've said that I have old photographs like old family photographs and there are like little half moons or like half circle uh, marks Somewhere, And it makes me think of maybe it was the little tongs that they use to pull mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. push the, uh, out of the, liquid. out of the liquid. So, like, cause that, that usually is like a little semi-circle.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so that, yeah, that, that's where my brain went. It might not be it, it might be a, another kind of defect, but like, if that's the me. way they processed those, then that might be it. Because I, now that I'm thinking about, I have a lot of old photographs to like, that makes sense to me. Yeah.
1: Alright. And then this next one, like,
0: I can't Chad, I can't even let him hear this. Oh, okay. Well we'll we'll hit hey, Chad? Yeah. Buddy, can you can you go can you go into the kitchen real quick? Just hang out with some with some bro brownies for a second. Yeah
1: bro, let's go. Alright. <laughs> Slam door. <laughs> okay. Great. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um A resident of Perth, Western Australia, a woman named Una Ronald, which is actually not her real name. It's a pseudonym created by the source that this is talking about. Okay. Said that for two or three seconds, she saw a Coca-Cola bottle roll across the lower right quadrant of her television screen that was displaying the live broadcast of the
0: Apollo 11 (laughs) EVA. Wait, only her? Was she... Because, like, that was an event. You invited people over if you had the TV and the family,
1: like... She didn't say if there were other people with her. She did say that several letters appeared in the Western Australia Or the West Australian discussing the Coca-Cola bottle incident within 10 days of the lunar landing. No such newspaper reports or recordings have been found, and Ronald's claims have only been relayed by the one source.
0: Because they wiped them.
1: There are also flaws in the story. For example, the statement that she had to stay up late to watch the moon landing live. No. Because many witnesses in Australia who watched the landing said it happened during the middle of
0: the day. Yeah. So that doesn't really work. Because they're, what, 13? More than that, right? More than that. Way more than that. I don't know. However many hours ahead. Yeah. But, like, my dad, it tells you how uh, ancient this bone shaman is, but my dad remembers watching the moon landing, and mm-hmm. it was, like, an event, because yeah. they had the TV. But he was, like, I think it was, like, right after dinner or something was the time frame that they watched it in. Um, so, like, I know it wouldn't be, like, middle of the night in... Australia, because they're so far ahead of us, they're basically like a half day ahead.
1: Yeah, it's already more. tomorrow there.
0: Exactly. So like they're like eating lunch right now. That's so weird to think about. I bet it's like a Vegemite sandwich. Wow, stereotypes much. Well, do you remember that song? You can call me Al and she handed me a Vegemite sandwich. No? Okay. Okay. Move on. Great. <laughs> Oh look who's back.
1: It's Chad. Hey buddy. Hey what's up you guys. I thought of something else while I was in the kitchen. Oh wait look look who else is here. <laughs> Bruh. What's up man. Hey it's been like two whole minutes since I saw you. That's
0: all right man I still love you.
1: Okay but like I got a question. Yeah. Is they're on the
0: moon who is even filming them. Oh my gosh bro. I think you just blew my mind. Yeah. Whoa!
1: Well, gentlemen, cameras on the lunar module actually filmed them. The Apollo TV camera mounted in the modularized equipment stowage assembly, or MESA. What a mouthful. Of the Apollo lunar module gave a view from the exterior. While still on the module's ladder steps, Armstrong deployed the MESA, MESA, probably MESA, from the side of the lunar module, unpacking, amongst other things, the TV camera. The TV camera was then powered on and a signal transmitted back to Earth. This means that upwards of 60 million people on Earth could watch the live feed with only a very slight delay, including a tiny bone shaman.
0: Yeah, a baby bone shaman. And a paper
1: towel roll. I'm
0: done with you. I don't understand why it's in my brain.
1: That's a big word for Elmo. That's a big
0: word for ammo.
1: I've said many big words on this this thing. Okay. But like, speaking of filming. Yeah, what bro? Stanley Kubrick?
0: Oh my gosh, like The Shining, bro? Yeah, bro. Whoa. Yeah.
1: Wow. Brad and Chad. Speaking of filming. Indeed. Director Stanley Kubrick's name continued to pop up in various conspiracies due to his 1968 film,
0: 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh. So this
1: movie came out the year before the moon landing. Whoa. Theorists claim that his movie proved that a realistic simulation of deep space was possible with technology at the time because his film seemed so authentic and believable. This is because Kubrick enlisted actual astronomical artists and aerospace engineers to help him plan his movie. That's so smart. Yeah. Conspiracists still allege that the moon landing was staged in a studio in either Hollywood or deep within Area 51. What? Because
0: duh. Yeah, the doy
1: Because duh. And as for Virgil Grissom... Edward H. White and Roger B. Chaffee, three astronauts who died in a fire while testing equipment for the first moon mission, they were executed by the U.S. (gasps) government, which feared they were about to disclose the truth.
0: Wait, then why didn't Armstrong and Buzz, were they just more trustworthy? Yeah. All right.
1: Because you've never heard either of them ever saying that it was fake. That's true. So they really committed to the bit.
0: I think Buzz has been asked.
1: Oh, he has. We'll get there. Oh, okay. I'm excited. So, speaking of The Shining, Mm -hmm. there is supposed evidence, because Kubrick also directed The Shining. Yes. Some people say that the little boy, Danny, is meant to represent Kubrick because he's wearing an Apollo 11 sweater. Aww. So this implies that Kubrick was Apollo 11 because he directed the moon landing. And then there's a lot of other evidence that I'm not going to get into here, but you could go watch the YouTube video that's linked. If you are a horror movie fan, if you're a fan of The Shining, I think you'll get a kick out of it because it's very like numerology and this and if whatever it represents and freaking it was, numerology, it
0: was a lot. I mean, I appreciate the intense kind of attention it takes to see things within movies like that. that? <laughs> I'm not seeing things. I'm not seeing things. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs>
1: Did you just have a stroke? What just happened? Did you just malfunction? Are you a simulation? <laughs> She knows. <laughs> <laughs> Visual bit. Uh, I'm not explaining it, but cross it off your finger, God. Um, okay. But this list, thank you, Brad and Chad. Thank you. Welcome, man. Yeah, anytime. they presented us kind of the key top hits of conspiracy proof. Mm-hmm. Um, but this just barely scratches... The lunar surface.
0: Oh, oh, she's a writer. Thank
1: you. Of the conspiracies that exist around the moon landings. Many get more specific and scientific in their delusion or pick apart apparent errors in, like, the case log. Lots to discover if you fancy a Google or a Wikipedia rabbit hole. So, there you go. Um... And then I titled this next section just General Rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> um, according to American scientist and Jet Propulsion Laboratory alum James Longuski, the moon landing conspiracy theories are impossible because of their size and complexity. The conspiracy would have to involve more than 400,000 people who worked on the Apollo project for nearly 10 years. The 12 men who walked on the moon, the six others who flew with them as command module pilots, and another six astronauts who orbited the moon. Hundreds of thousands of people, including astronauts, scientists, engineers, technicians, and skilled laborers, would all have had to keep the secret.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of people. Longustiki
1: argues that it would have been much easier to really land on the moon (laughs) than to generate such a huge conspiracy to fake the landings. Yeah, Rick Feinberg, the press officer for the American Astronomical Society, who holds a Ph.D. in astronomy, is in agreement. "Quote about four hundred thousand scientists, engineers, technologists, machinists." electricians worked on the Apollo program Feinberg points out if in fact the main motivation for believing in the moon hoax is that you don't trust the government you don't trust our leaders you don't trust authority how can you feel that 400,000 people would keep their mouths shut for 50 years it's just implausible I'm like y'all can't even stop from spoiling a Marvel movie. Yeah, and you're you think not
0: four hundred thousand people could pretend that it was real if it was fake. But then that makes me think because I'm sure this would also be a uh, rebuttal from the other side again to say, "Oh, but they all thought that we were actually go- they believed that we were actually uh, going to so space." So they think it
1: was only like a couple people at the top who knew it was fake. Yeah. But like, how would they? No, because that would still be too many people. Because those those astronauts, if they were just yeah. actors, that's at least twelve. However, at, many the people. Ver- at the
0: very least, twelve plus the unless what, it was three like other pilots that were six there, other six other pilots. pilots. Yeah, so that's like. Well, unless it goes, like,
1: even deeper and creepier of, like, well, we drugged the participants so they really thought that they went to space.
0: Oh, so, like, while they were sitting in the, quote, rocket. Yeah. They were, They got
1: on a Disney ride, basically, and then...
0: They went through Space Mountain. We,
1: like, knocked them out. Space Mountain. Mission Space, dude. Over in Epcot. Oh. I was the navigator. My dad made us... We died because of my dad. It's fine. (laughs) He's an intel guy. He, I know what he was. Yeah. Any Um, now we're going to talk about a confusing legacy. Dun-dun-dun. Oh. Despite the extraordinary volume of evidence, including 382 kilograms of moon rock collected across six missions, cooperation... Collaboration? Corroboration. Corroboration. Corroboration.
0: Corroboration.
1: Corroboration from Russia, Japan, and China and images from the NASA Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter showing the tracks made by the astronauts in the moon dust, which how cool would that be? Like if you uh, walked on the moon and then like, you know, 60, 50 years later, like your footprints are still out there. That's so cool. Belief in the moon hoax conspiracy has blossomed ever since the first landing occurred. Folklorist, what a cool job, Mm. Linda Digg, suggests that the public was more inclined toward conspiracy and mistrust of official institutions during and post the Vietnam War and in a post-Watergate world. Ooh. So Watergate, the scandal happened in 1972. So the first landing had already happened, but the subsequent moon landings were still going on at that point. The country was also reading, at the time, the Pentagon Papers, which cast mistrust on the Johnson administration's handling of the Vietnam War. According to Wikipedia, quote, in A Man on the Moon, first published in 1994, Andrew Chaikin mentions that at the time of Apollo 8's lunar orbit mission in December 1968, similar conspiracy ideas were already in circulation. So even before we really landed on the moon, people were... I don't know. Did they not believe the moon is real? Did they think this is the Truman Show? Like... Or like maybe it was just a disbelief that we had the ability. That was very... Yeah. That popped up a lot. And now, do you want to hear something that will blow your mind and or make you mad? Uh, Yeah. Opinion polls taken in various locations have shown that between 6% and 20% of Americans, 25% of Britons, and 28% of Russians surveyed believe that the crude landings on the moon were faked.
0: That does make me angry. Yo, Crypt King, do you believe we landed on the moon? Crypt King. Or or are you part of the 25%? Oh my gosh! Are you the 25%? Because we will judge you. A little bit. We'll still love you,
1: but. A 2019 survey of Brits found that, and I love this phrase, moon hoaxism. <laughs> I like the word. Moon yes. hoaxism was more prevalent among the young. 21% of 24 to 35 year olds agreed that the moon landings were staged, compared to 13% of over 55. Well, like
0: a, dis- a distrust of authority. The authority above you has always. Well, and Seemingly, if you're, like, you know, made you distrust them in if some you're, capacity. If you're over 55, you probably remember
1: the moon landing.
0: That's also fair. If you're like, oh, it happened. <laughs> oh, it definitely happened.
1: Even as late as 2001, the television network Fox... Oh, golly. Produced a network documentary titled Conspiracy Theory, Did We Land on the Moon? Which claimed NASA faked the first landing in 1969 to win the space race. In 2002, Bart Cybrell, remember him? Yeah. One of the conspiracy theorists who appeared on the Fox show, harassed Buzz Aldrin on the street, asking him to swear on the Bible that he actually went to the moon. Aldrin then punched him in the face, which, well... (laughs) Well, not maybe the most honorable course of action is kind of hilarious in its own
0: way. Well, and also you are asking a ma- a living legend, an actual astronaut. Uh-huh. Hey, I don't believe that you said that you did that you have done what you've done. I need you to swear to me, an individual. On this thing on, that I
1: believe, but not everyone believes. But
0: and then and then if you if you don't do it, then I don't believe you did. Like, I, no, get first of all, don't find me on the street. No. Second of all, get out of my face. I don't need to prove anything to you. No. And I can guarantee that if Buzz had just continued to walk away, that man probably would have followed him and hara- continued to harass him. So honestly, I would have been like, "You go, buddy."
1: So here's a quote. From a newspaper florida today hey. a quote aldrin was not prosecuted as police determined he'd been provoked and that punch earned him accolades from many fed up with the conspirators
0: i agree wholeheartedly
1: yeah i'm like we shouldn't punch people but some people
0: kind of deserve the it. fact that buzz aldrin who landed on the moon in 1969 Being harassed in what, 2002? Yeah. Yeah. That man can still throw a punch. (laughs) Ah, He's not a toy.
1: According to the Salt Lake City paper, Desert News, and summarized in Vox, which is in the show notes, the Fox program, the Fox documentary, likely brought in just over $2.5 million in advertising. Whoa. And then this is just a little side note. I got a little curious during my research. I usually use Google exclusively for my research on the podcast. And it was primarily showing me reputable sources debunking moon hoaxery. What is it? Hoaxism. hoaxism, uh, Conspiracy theories. Yahoo and Bing, however, were more willing to show me some less than reliable sources. This... Is scary, but still. Other than that one, most of them were still. There was a lot of crossover. Okay. But that leads me to the question: Like, are are our search engines so well trained that like my Google knows to not even bother showing me? Like, I I'm I'm like, how do people end up down the rabbit hole where they actually believe? Like, how are they? Because I'm like I'm. Nobody's trying to poach me, I guess. Because I'm like. I never get a weird, I don't get weird like recommendations in my YouTube sidebar. It's like, no, we ate every flavor of Ben and Jerry's and ranked them. And I'm like, okay.
0: Um, I think too that because Google is such a wide sweeping, like it's it's got phones, it's got like, you know, you can buy domains from it, like all that kind of thing. It has a lot more marketing power and so a lot of reputable sources will put a lot more Mm, of their marketing backing into a search engine like Google to be able to be found Mm. um and since it's a household name now it's not like people are like let me bing that let me yahoo that
1: let me ask Jeeves oh
0: my gosh do you remember do you remember RIP is he Uh, still around let's find out I think he's... He got bought out or yeah, something? Yeah, I think he's been moved into something else. Oh? Oh, being, it's
1: just ask.com now. That's what it is. But
0: wait. Can we go in the Wayback Machine? Ask Jeeves.net. Hey! Ask Jeeves a question! But
1: that's, like, that's not it, though. It's not, a, it's not, because it's not the butler. That's like a jazz band. Yeah. I don't want that.
0: It also, is telling
1: me to browse best-selling audiobooks, so it... It knows what it, happened to Ask Jeeves? It oh, has God. your cookies. Someone says, is Ask Jeeves dead?
0: Ah, Rude!
1: No, he's retired. Founded yes. in 1996, Ask Jeeves featured a well-dressed valet who supposedly fetched search results and was able to understand questions posed in everyday phrasing. This is why we write to Google
0: full questions when we don't have to. That is definitely the reason. Because we're used to talking to Jeeves. We learned how to ask questions of the internet through Jeeves. Ask Jeeves lasted until roughly 2005 when
1: it was rebranded as ask.com. I hope he's doing well. He is retired, Mr. Jeeves, with a fruity drink.
0: Yep, he is now basking in his pasty pale self. Yep, in in a Hawaii on a, or on a Hawaiian beach somewhere. Or maybe in a beach. Maybe he likes getting buried. I don't know. (laughs) It's not
1: only weird Bing users that are susceptible to conspiracies, however. Mm. Famously problematic YouTuber Shane Dawson has earned anywhere between $3,500 and $28,000 from his video on the moon landing conspiracy. After presenting all the evidence, he says, quote, It's not a shock because the government fakes so much... Ish. I mean, we've talked about 9-11. We've talked about crisis actors. Why wouldn't the moon landing be fake? Why wouldn't we fake that just to win over other countries? It makes you wonder, have we ever actually been to the moon? Unquote. To which
0: I wrote, hashtag trash. The government... They're not as smart as you think they are.
1: (laughs) Anyway... Even more mainstream celebrities, such as actor Whoopi Goldberg mm. or NBA player Stephen Curry, seem to be believers in the hoax. Although Stephen Curry later was like, I was just joking.
0: Probably because all of his basketball buddies were like, dude. Dude, what? You can't, you don't believe in the moonlight. Come on, man. And then I'm going to wrap us
1: up. I'm going to land the lunar module. There we go. With a quote from The Guardian. Quote, the reality is the Internet has made it possible for people to say whatever the hell they like to a broader number of people than ever before. Sighs Roger Launius. Sorry, Roger. A former chief historian of NASA. And the truth is, quote, and the truth is Americans love conspiracy theories. Every time something big happens, somebody has a counter explanation." Amen.
0: End quote. And that's why we do not exist. hey <laughs> I was like,
1: oh, that was like too good. It was, was that the outro? Are we done? I guess. I brought the mic. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> didn't mean to do that. I'm so sorry. I didn't tell you to buckle in.
0: Oh, that's okay. The Lunar Module and I are good enough buddies that, you know, it's fine if I just like... grip the seat.
1: All right. Well, that's good. Love that for you. Thanks. Love that for you. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for coming, friends. I felt like in the new year, I just wanted to bring you back to like a tradish conspiracy theory because I felt like it's been a minute since we've done one.
0: I really appreciate it. And that was definitely a fun one. And it ties into our Flat Earth episode a little bit. Um, If you want to go back to that and hang out with us and Ruth, Ruth, feel free, because that one was also very fun to do, and so it, it just reminded me of that, and it made me very happy.
1: Yeah. How's that bingo card doing?
0: Um, I have one left on one of them, and two left on two. Oh. No bingo so, today. But it's okay. It's because we weren't talking about ghosts. Fair. Yeah. So, there, are, my, my bingo card today is ghost-heavy. Mm. But... I see.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really perfect for you.
0: right? Yeah, Ghost heavy. ghost heavy. I've started a new podcast. No, not on my own. Oh I was like what? <laughs> no, I have started listening to a new no, it is not a new podcast. It is new to me because I have just found it. Um, but it's all paranormal stuff. I'm not pleased. Um, I'm excited and ecstatic. I don't that makes it worse. And also, the ho- it's called Two Girls, One Ghost, if you feel the need to go and, and listen to some Paranormal on your own as well. I will be bringing some to the pod, but to make sure that Shannon doesn't, you know, curl up into a ball to the point where she suffocates herself. I'm only going to do, I'm going to smatter it. Be smattering. A sprinkling. A sprinkling. Of ashes. Of sure. Of dead people that oh, are no. haunting me now. Maybe, but the, the, the hosts, I'm on episode four of their entire, they started in
1: 2017. Oh, you do do that. You go back to
0: like, I go back to the very beginning. Um, but I am on episode four and they are already having paranormal things happen to them while they are recording. (laughs) And in later episodes, they they warn people. They're like, hey, so we get a lot of reports from our listeners. No, Emma! That when they listen to our episodes. Stop,
1: I'm already dead. Stop. They get haunted
0: too. Emma! No! So we don't know. Maybe I'm going to have a ghostie of my own. Do not bring that thing in here, so
1: help me. (laughs) (laughs) So <laughs> back <Shut up laughs> where me. it came from. Ugh, don't, Emma. Literally don't. You're moving into a new house.
0: I'm going to do my Catholic sage-y, sagey stuff. No. That's not a Catholic thing. It's not. It's, it's really
1: it's, an indigenous thing. I was going to say,
0: it's a, it's a Puerto Rican Christian thing. <laughs> that's what my grandmother would do.
1: Emma. What? I don't uh, like that. Why did you tell me that? I'm so sorry. Oh, this is supposed to be fun. <laughs> this is supposed to be fun.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> you screaming it's supposed to be fun has to be the funniest thing. This is
1: my episode.
0: I know. I'm so sorry. How
1: did you do this? I don't <laughs> know.
0: I don't know. (laughs) I got excited about ghosts. I hate that. I hate it. Does it make Uh, you feel better that I don't believe in them? No. It doesn't. (laughs) Do you
1: believe in them? I don't even know. But you told me they get people getting haunted after listening to their... No. Come on. (laughs)
0: Oh my God. So get excited. I hate it. Happy
1: New Year. And remember,
0: this podcast doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Happy New Year. (laughs) Oh (laughs) no.